This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hi everyone, it's Deanna, and today we are going to talk for a little bit about the Gospel of Matthew, since that is the Gospel that we are using this year in the church cycle, and hopefully you are reading along uh, in the uh, reading a chapter a day of, of the Gospel of Matthew as well. So I thought I would give a general overview of the Gospel in terms of where it's situated, um, in terms of the other four Gospels, and how they work together, and what is unique about Matthew's Gospel as opposed to the other ones. First of all, just to start at the very beginning, there are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Matthew, Mark, and Luke are considered the synoptic Gospels, and that means that they are very similar. And it is believed that Mark's Gospel was written first, and may have been written by a follower of Peter. So, may have been written by a disciple of Peter, who, of course, was a disciple of Jesus. Um, Then we get to Matthew's Gospel, which it is believed was the second Gospel to be written sometime uh, between 70 and 100 AD. That's a pretty wide range, I know, but it's kind of hard to determine exactly when it was written, so you sort of err on giving a, a wide range of, of possible dates. But certainly it was written after Mark's Gospel because many of the uh, verses from Mark's Gospel are included in Matthew's as well. And the other source that Matthew uses is called a Q source, which actually means comes from a word which means source. So it was another uh, right set of writings of the sayings and life of Jesus. And so those two combined, we have Matthew's Gospel. And Matthew's Gospel is predominantly about mission. So he is writing for Jewish Christians at a time when the center of worship in Jerusalem had been destroyed. So it is after the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And so now these Jewish Christians have no longer a central place to worship. So this gospel really tries to hone in on the fact that Jesus did not come for a particular place, but rather he came for a particular mission, and that was to bring about the kingdom of heaven on earth. And so the gospel of Matthew is a mission gospel. The Gospel of Matthew also focuses very heavily on Jesus as a teacher and a healer. So again, super important there. Jesus is considered a teacher and a healer in, well, in all the Gospels, but strongly looking at those two concepts in Matthew's Gospel. Uh, Matthew's Gospel opens with the genealogy of Jesus, and he does that to tie Jesus, the Messiah, to the Old Testament. And throughout Matthew's Gospel, there are many instances where Matthew is focusing on the Old Testament, saying, in a sense, 
all of you Jewish Christians, you remember what was written in the Old Testament, the foretelling of the Messiah. Look, the Messiah has come. Jesus is the Messiah. So he refers back to the old to make way for the new, to remind people of what they know that is true. And though, so I think that's something that's really, really an important thing to focus on. So Matthew is writing in a time of transition in the church. The church has really started to go out at this point and to really try to fulfill its mission to bring the good news to the whole world. Um, in terms of uh, certain things, other things about Matthew's gospel, he is very reverent toward Jesus. He shows Jesus as having tremendous power in his miracles. For example, when Matthew recounts the story of the feeding of the 5,000, he makes the point at the end of the, of the retelling of the story that he says that he fed 5,000 men and then he makes the point, not including the women and children. So he always goes that extra step, so to speak, to, to help people to realize that Jesus is not a ordinary teacher or rabbi or healer, but he really is the Messiah, the Son of God who has come to, to set people free from whatever they need to be set free of. And so he doesn't heal all the people he can heal who come to him. He heals everyone, whether he touches them or not. He is able to heal them just by the fact that they are in his presence. And so there's a lot of reverence toward Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, the other thing that he talks a lot about is in relation to Judaism, he reminds people that Jesus, his mission is not to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill the law and the prophets. And so that is something else that he does, that he wants people to realize that Jesus is the Messiah. So that's really, really important. Um, the healings that take place in Matthew's Gospel and the healing is not just physical. It's physical healing as well as psychological, spiritual healing. All of that. Um, and Matthew uses the quote from Isaiah 53.4 when he talks about uh, Jesus' healing. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. And so when Jesus dies on the cross, he's not only dying on the cross and saving us for heaven, but he's saving us, in a sense, from our infirmities and what is going on in our world now. So it's a both and, it's not an either or with Matthew. And Matthew really wants to focus on the things that Jesus does with his apostles, how he teaches them, and how he teaches them that their mission is to go out and to serve, and their mission is to go out and to lead people. Um, but he talks a lot about taking care of those who cannot take care of themselves. So again, that idea of mission is very, very prevalent in Matthew's gospel. And again, he Matthew's going to go back and forth drawing on the Old Testament to remind the people of who Jesus is. 
reminding the people that Jesus is the one who has come to save them. Um, so if we look at all of those, the other big thing in Matthew's gospel is uh, the the Beatitudes, right? And it, the Beatitudes in chapter 5 are a call to go beyond what is considered like a, a normally morally good and virtuous person, but to just go beyond that, to really, to to radically have a sense of what it means to serve other people and to take care of other people. So that is what he's calling us to in the in the Beatitudes. Uh, again, Jesus in the in the Beatitudes is teaching us how we are to live. And then we we talk about it, it, Matthew talks about, excuse me, we don't, I did not write this gospel, sorry. Matthew talks about the qualities of of a community that's going to gather in Jesus' name. And so he wants people who lead those communities to be true leaders, not false leaders. He he talks about the the Jewish leaders who in it almost take the models of Jewish piety, which are almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, and they worship those rather than caring for the people, right? Uh, they talk about what to do, but they don't do what they talk about or tell other people to do. Um, the, there needs to be, we need to take care of the people who are on the fringes, the people who are the little ones, right? And and in Matthew's gospel, we are reminded that Jesus does not want us to be a stumbling block to the little ones. We don't want to be an obstacle. And so if leadership puts an obstacle in the way of the weak, what are they doing, right? Uh, and Jesus criticized the Pharisees and Sadducees in putting those stumbling blocks in front of people. But we also need to be wary of that ourselves. Do we put stumbling blocks in front of others in our desire for them to know who Christ is? Because knowing who Jesus is, is not about following many, many rules and regulations, but it is about loving people and serving the people that God gives us in our life, right? This is, this is what Jesus is asking us to do and in Matthew's gospel, especially this idea of mission, of going forth, of being sent to do the good work that God has for us. And so that's the focus of Matthew's gospel. It is a mission gospel focused on connecting Jesus to the Old Testament to help people realize he is the Messiah and he is given a lot of reverence, and he is shown as a great teacher, a great healer, and someone who is very, very concerned with all people, not just the learned or the wealthy or those in charge. He's concerned with all people, and that, of course, is because he is the Messiah. There is one story in Matthew's gospel that is not in the other gospels, 
Um, and that is the parable of the unforgiving servant in chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. And in that story, uh, which I'm not going to I'm not going to read it, but hopefully you will read it. So that's the unforgiving servant, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35. Talks about the servant is forgiven by his master, but then goes out, encounters one of his servants, and cannot forgive him for his debt. And that just flies in the face of everything that Jesus wants us to do. Because his forgiveness and the Father's forgiveness is limitless. And so he wants our forgiveness with other people to be limitless as well. You know, uh, we can forgive. It's not always easy, but with the grace and help of God, we can forgive. And so we need to try to, to remember that as well. Because that really is how we can serve God and Jesus in his mission, which is to forgive those people who have wronged us and hurt us. So a couple of other little uh, maybe interesting tidbits about the Gospel of Matthew. So um, it, is, it has 1,028 verses. There you go. 1,028 verses. It's longer than Mark's, but shorter than Luke's. So it's in the middle there. And in, oftentimes in art, you will see the four gospel writers depicted uh, as a winged man, a winged lion, a winged ox, and then an eagle. And so Matthew is the winged man. So if you ever see those four symbols, either on a crucifix or on a Bible, possibly, you will see those four things, the winged man, lion, and ox, and then an eagle. And those are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. So those are some other little interesting tidbits about uh, the Gospels there. Um, if we if we look... Uh, at the progression of Matthew's gospel, we see that the, it focuses on first the Jews and then the Gentiles. So we go from, a, in a sense, particular group of people to the universal world, uh, to all of the nations. We go from the people of Israel to all of the nations because Matthew knows that the gospel cannot be contained, as it were, right? And by being a missionary community, then the community is fulfilling the mission that God gave them. And so, ultimately, what does it mean to be a missionary community? Which is that you ask our, we ask ourselves a question, what do I do to gain eternal life? And in order to gain eternal life, we have to proclaim that Jesus is our Savior, yes. But what is our focus in life? Is our focus in life our possessions and our things? Or is it Christ? And so in Matthew's Gospel, we are called to put our hope, our trust, and to have our treasure in Jesus 
as opposed to in the things of the world and the things that the world thinks are so important. So not in our possessions, but in our eternal life. So that is an overview then of Matthew's gospel, a super brief overview of Matthew's gospel. I will drop some some links in the notes of other places you can look for more information. Uh, And I'm going to keep encouraging you to continue as our Not Lukewarm Challenge for this month of January into a couple of days in February to continue reading the Gospel of Matthew and to see what strikes you and what reminds you of what is your mission. Because really that's why we read scripture, isn't it? To find out what does God have in there for me. And so what is God calling you to? What mission to embrace in this world today? So I hope you have a wonderful week. And as always, I encourage you uh, to let me know what's going on in your reading of the Gospel of Matthew. I would love to hear your favorite verse and why. You can always send me an email or just put a comment in the uh, show note post. So have a great week. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.